Welcome to His Word, short podcasts about what God has to say about topics you might be interested in. Not my words, but His Word. Today's podcast, The Magi, Part 6. If you haven't listened to Parts 1 through 5, listen to those before listening to this one. Since these podcasts are all under five minutes and there's lots of information about this topic, I've done this as a six-part series, an overview with some of the highlights, and this is the final one of the series. His word says that when the Magi arrived in Bethlehem, they came into the house. Now, the only account of the Magi coming to Bethlehem is recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, and the only account of the birth of Christ is recorded in the Gospel of Luke. They are two entirely different records. In the Gospel of Luke, there's no mention of a house or magi or gifts. In the Gospel of Matthew, there's no mention of an inn, a manger, swaddling clothes, or shepherds. You know, many times different Bible accounts complement each other by adding details to an identical event. But these two records cannot be talking about an identical event. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus is born and laid in a manger. The shepherds come to the manger and find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Meanwhile, in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is in a house and referred to not once, but in this record of Matthew, nine times he's referred to as a young child. And I know this is not at all what tradition teaches. We've all seen the movies, the plays, the nativity scenes— When I was little, I even sang the song, We Three Kings. But his word does not indicate the Magi were there at the manger. They found him in a house. And speaking of three kings, consider the gifts the Magi presented to Jesus. No one knows the total value of those gifts except all of them were very costly. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And just because there were three kinds of gifts doesn't mean there were only three magi. Why do we assume there were only three? In biblical times, they traveled long distances in very large caravans, mainly for their safety and protection from robbers. And even though some have given names to these three kings, his word never indicates how many magi were there. It only talks about three kinds of gifts. And therefore, we really shouldn't guess. And think about this. Isn't it remarkable how God provided such abundance? Because later in this record, we read that because of Herod's murderous plan, in the middle of the night, God told Joseph to quickly move the family to another country. Those gifts from the Magi provided more than enough to take care of all they needed. And God also warned the Magi to go a different way and not back to Herod. By the way, whatever you believe about the Magi doesn't affect your salvation. But, if we're sloppy in handling the scriptures on matters that don't directly affect our salvation and what God has given to those who are born again, how can we be sure that we won't be sloppy when they do? And if we're going to reach people with the good news of what Jesus Christ accomplished for all of mankind— then how can we do that by promoting myths and fairy tales? That's why a great question to ask is, why do I believe what I believe? Is it because of what someone else said? Or is it because of tradition? Or 
Is it because we choose to believe what God has said in His Word by rightly understanding the Scriptures? Thanks for listening. Subscribe, it's free, and you'll never miss an episode. And if you think this episode might be helpful to someone, share it with them. And you can find full-length teachings, both audio and video, available free at confidenceandjoy.com. Have a comment? Just use the contact tab on the homepage. Until next time, enjoy reading His Word. God bless you.